Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm here with Brian Smith for Saturday morning recruiting coverage. We do this every week. It's actually turned into quite the hit. But Brian, how you doing today, man? Doing well, sir. Doing well. It is the time of year that I enjoy the most because all the official visits around the SEC Lots to talk about. State of Mississippi is uh, bubbling with recruiting news, my friend. Yeah, exactly. But the flip side of it is I always tell people this is like just for college football fan. If you're not a recruitment, the month before sign, uh, media days is usually the worst on the calendar for college football fans. So there's that mixture. It's like all recruiting or nothing. That's 100%. The last week or so before August, all the coaches, you know how it is. They go on the road. You've been a part of that. It's, you know, they, they take their families places. Got to find something else to do watching baseball or something that last week or so in July. Yeah, exactly. Um, this week, I figure we're going to do something a little bit different and talk about some of the offensive linemen that have been kind of percolating around the Ole Miss program, including one commitment, and then kind of look at what the top player in Mississippi, like we always do, um, are leaning at the moment. Let's start off with Khalil House, offensive lineman out of Georgia. He had official visit he he's a big guy john garrison likes him what are you hearing auburn uh he did really well to camp he's been to Ole miss for a visit and this is pretty much just kind of pick him uh maybe he ends up a tiger maybe he ends up a rebel and this i mean think about your lifetime how often have those two schools been in a tangle for a top prospect out of georgia or alabama etc this is just like old times so I don't know where he's going to go. It's probably too fresh from those trips, but uh, that's that's a really close battle. I'm about to put you on the spot here for a second. We didn't talk about this pre-show, but I'm just going to ask you about it. With the SEC schedule release coming out and Alabama losing both Mississippi State and Ole Miss from their 2024 schedule, how will that affect recruiting? Well, it changes where your guys go. I mean, you're going to play one of those two if you're Nick Saban every year and you're going to be going across the state border and they've always rated Mississippi my entire life. They've always rated Mississippi. Okay. They're not going to be in that state now. Maybe they don't recruit it quite as much. Maybe they pick up something else. It is wild. Do you think about Oklahoma being in the big 12 all these years or the, you know, the big eight, et cetera. Now they're in the Southeastern conference. So when teams go out there, maybe they're going to recruit Dallas more or something. I don't know. I was actually talking to a buddy of mine about that. Everybody's got a new schedule. Everybody lost a rival, if you will. I think it'll impact it a little bit because the coaches usually go Friday nights on a road game. They'll like go check out some local kid. They're not going to Mississippi next year. So maybe that'll impact them a little bit over in your state. Yeah. One way that it'll help though, is like Oklahoma. They can, Isaiah Altry is going to have a home game because he's from right down the road from Oxford. There you go. Yeah, so it's going to help one, but it's going to be at the expense of another. There's another offensive lineman that Ole Miss has recruited. He committed to the Rebels. He's out of Southern Lab in Baton Rouge. His name is Jude Foster. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, You you seemed like you were pretty fired up about this player. When I threw in the film and I saw Baton Rouge, Southern Lab, it's a program that always has players. I didn't know what I was going to get. I didn't know much about his size or anything else. Then on the screen, it flashes like 6'3", 280, and I said, oh, he's probably a guard. Well, this kid can play left tackle. His arm length is absolutely bananas, and he's a phenomenal athlete. Like, he's a kid that can play in space. He could probably play nose guard in a 3-4 defense. He's just a great football player. And my first question was, what is LSU doing? 
Why didn't LSU offer this kid? He's right down the street from their campus. But it's to Ole Miss's benefit. They've done a great job of scouting Louisiana this year. You and I have talked about that on air and off air. Is that the third or fourth kid? I mean, they're, they're recruiting Louisiana just as well as the Tigers. And Baton Rouge, for anybody that doesn't know, is loaded with high school football talent. It's tremendous. I was shocked that he wasn't ranked higher, too. Doesn't matter if you play him at guard or tackle. This is an SEC West level starter. And, man, I, I'm excited to see where he ends up at Ole Miss because his athleticism just screams tackle, but he's not the tallest guy. Very interesting. Yeah, it should be quite interesting. But with the way that Lane Kiffin runs his offense, and they use a lot of deception and athleticism since they use a zone-based running scheme yeah. is important for offensive linemen. You can see where somebody like Jude Foster could have a role at guard. Heck, they might they might see if he can snap the ball at that at this point. It's possible. He's a good enough athlete to play anywhere along the trenches. Yeah, and, and you just look at all the deception and the movement going around. The athleticism is important, so you, you can see why Ole Miss is recruiting players like that. Now, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the top players in Mississippi. We do this every week. Let's start with the bad news, kind of. That's Jamonte Waller. I'm here in Penn State. I'm here in um, – I think you're hearing Auburn's coming in as well, but it's a situation where there's just some players that want to go elsewhere. They want to do something else. He may still end up at Ole Miss. It's not a done deal, but it seems to be trending that way at the moment, especially with Chris Davis's decommitment earlier in the week. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. You and I were talking about this earlier. The state of Mississippi is massive. Kids at like South Panola High School and anything that's close to the city of Memphis, et cetera, you're going to have a better chance because Ole Miss is in the northern section of the state. Well, this kid is nowhere near Ole Miss. And while he's in the border, it's he's probably not going to hear about them as much as he is some others. He's, he's probably closer to LSU, just to put it in perspective for somebody. So that being said, he's a national recruit. He can go wherever. He's been impressed by some out-of-state things, and he's probably I, – I would bet money he'd never been to Pennsylvania before. Not many Mississippi kids are hanging out in Pennsylvania. Auburn recruits Mississippi well. They've got a new coaching staff. There's a lot of stuff that's buzzing around them. That's the school that I heard. He's had a really good relationship with Auburn. But he's a kid that's still got all the time in the world. He's a true five-star recruit, and it's not like Lane Kiffin's going to stop recruiting him. My question is, does he come to Ole Miss in the fall for a game, even if it's an unofficial visit? They need to get him back on campus when the crowd's going nuts and the Rebels are playing one of their top opponents. If he doesn't do that, I will not feel very good about their chances. Yeah, I think um, at some point in time in late July, they're doing what Ole Miss is going, calling Juice Fest, which is basically like a cookout. All these schools do things like that now. Um, I guess if he doesn't make it up there for that Juice Fest, um, I would be a little bit concerned um, at the moment. But the flip side of that is Camarion Franklin. It seems like he's on that campus every two weeks. I mean, it is right down the road. We talk about Jamonte Waller being on the other side of the state. Well, Camarion Franklin's right down the road. And he went to the offensive O-line, D-line camp at Ole Miss, worked out with Randall Joyner. Um, that camp, J.J. Harrell, we'll talk about that in just a second as well, was there. Um, I, I think Ole Miss is in much better shape for Camarion than they were are, were for Jamonte, and that's almost a flip of what it was three months ago. Welcome to recruiting in the year 2023. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you've been in the middle of recruiting on the other side in a college office. You, you know that no matter what you do, sometimes kids, they take paths that were unexpected, if mm. you will. So maybe that's the deal with Waller, but Franklin, it looked like Tennessee, it looked like Miami, et cetera. But if you keep going back to a school, I don't care what you say in interviews, I'm a big believer in go by what they do, not what they say. And if he's continuing to head over to Oxford, there's a reason. It's because he, he's really high on Ole Miss. So that, that's a good sign. I think that recruitment will still play out long term, and it's probably a signing day deal. But I like their chances better today than I did, like you said, three months ago. Yeah, and and now that there's no limit on unofficial on official visits that prospects oh, can take, I mean, Camarion Franklin, Jamonte Waller would actually be foolish to commit honestly before late signing day because you're just giving up free trips at that point. Yeah, they're probably going to have some fun in the fall. I would imagine yeah. they'll go see some. You know, if one of them visits Oregon or something like that, it wouldn't shock me. It, it's it's a different world we live in because I always remember it as five. It's always been five my since I followed mm. recruiting in the early nineties. This unlimited thing, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But you know, people always like you just said a second ago, follow the visits. You know, talk about what they're actually doing. Yes. Now that there is not a limit on visits, and that's just become an unofficial type thing. That the that is kind of going down. You got to figure out, I guess, something else as a metric to raise that up because. I mean, if a kid takes 20 visits, which one's he serious about? Because it's probably only one or two you know, schools. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way to know. You're just guessing. You're just showing yeah. up to the signing day press conference and you interview him afterwards. That's it. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Uh, J.J. Harrell from North Panola, he was a Tennessee commitment. He decommitted from Tennessee. Um, pretty close. He had some buzz that he might um, commit to Ole Miss. He did not. It looks like. It might be an Ole Miss-Mississippi State battle at the moment, but Ole Miss has the advantage because North Panola right down the road from Oxford, I think he's another player that shows up on that campus quite a bit, um, somebody that we should probably keep an eye on, right? That's exactly right. Again, if you're continuing to go to the same school over and over, Stephen, what's that tell you, brother? What's that mm -hmm. tell you? Well, That's if they'll follow the visits. That's right, buddy. I mean, that that's the old school one. I'm not taking anything away from the Bulldogs. I'm sure he'll probably go to their campus at some point. But that's a kid that kind of fits what Wayne likes to do anyway. The fit makes sense. So why wouldn't he go there? I, I would I would bet pretty strongly that the Rebels get his signature at the end of the day. Yeah, and I'm not trying to relitigate what's happened. But look, back when Lane Kiffin and Auburn was heating up last November, the Ole Miss fan base rallied to Lane Kiffin and just completely blew up the NIL collective. They get, they raised somewhere in the neighborhood of ten million dollars. That oh, money wow. is being that money is being positioned for this twenty twenty four class. So they're going to be a player, and these fifty fifties they're going to win more often than not, in my opinion, because that's where that money is going to go. And if you're going to use that money, I know that the state of Mississippi they got great people and they're very proud of their state. They want the in-state kids to stay home. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even have to – I mean, we both know that. But if you're going to spend it, especially this is a great class too. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. You're looking at a tremendous, tremendous group. And if Ole Miss is going to compete with LSU and Alabama and A&M and Oklahoma, you got to get some of these D linemen and top receivers and stuff to stay home. That's where that money's going to go. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. 
We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, Brian, the Locked On recruiting expert for stopping by and dropping a little knowledge on us. Um, We'll talk to you next week, bud. Thank you very much, sir. Have a great one. How are you too?